0: This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe,
1: and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and I don't know about you, but um, I have been juggling squirrels uh, for the past several months. Um, I've got four kids, so I have been doing a lot more. Um, mom duty than normal, um, and so with that, with all of the everybody being at home and doing homework at home, and really never getting to leave your house much, um, it's always important to have some sort of escapism. And so today, I've got a really fabulous way you can escape, and I am super excited because this person who's uh, providing. Said escape is a very good friend of mine. Um, uh, McKinna Lee is an award-winning romance author living in the Texas Hill Country with her real-life hero and their two children. Her oldest son has Down syndrome and taught her to appreciate the little things, and he he inspired one of her novels. As a child, she played in the woods, looked for fairies under toadstools, and daydreamed. Her writing journey began when she mentioned all her story ideas, and her husband asked her why she wasn't writing them down. The next day, she bought a laptop, started her first book, and knew she'd found her passion. Now, McKenna is often drinking coffee while reading. Writing or plotting a new story Her wish is to write books that touch your heart Make you feel, think and dream She also enjoys Renaissance festivals, nature photography Studying herbal medicine And usually listening to Celtic Celtic music while writing She writes for Harlequin and Entangled Publishing And believes everyone deserves A happy ending Welcome to the show Ms. McKinnelly How are you today? I am great, thank you so much for having me today Absolutely. So how are you doing with um, being home uh, all these months? Um,
0: it's probably not as hard for me as a lot of people because I already worked from home and I'm okay. kind of an introvert. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of knowing I have some time with I don't have to be anywhere has been kind of good. But but it, it has been tough. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and
1: I'm laughing because you know, we've got some good friends of ours um uh, in our writers group, David Reed is one. And he always talks about how happy he is. <laughs> it's like introverts unite at home by ourselves. Right. Um, right. <laughs> you know, um, that You know, the introverts are so happy right now because they don't have to talk to anybody. Uh, yeah. But I mean, right. yeah, well, we my... all need some human connection somewhere.
0: <laughs> sure. Sure. Thank goodness for zoom and things like that. And, Right, right, different. And ways you have one son that's in college, yes, Yes. okay, he, uh, he is in his uh third year of, or about to start his third year of college, and he was home with us for about the first two months, so uh-huh. now he's back at his apartment and doing his own things, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, right. you know there's that balance of some normalcy and of course, to be um mindful, you know, certainly, um. But yeah, right, um, right. it's And so during this time, do you feel like there's been a lot of talk too online in general about creative energy? Are have you been able to uh because you already work from home, you already kind of had your established space and a bit of a routine. Did you see any difference in your creativity? I did,
0: especially at first it was it was pretty tough. I had trouble focusing on writing anything cuz my you know my brain and mind was just going to everything that was happening and sure. watching the news so it really really yeah. slowed down at first but i'm right. finally kind of picking up speed again and finding that creative energy again
1: yeah and and what are those things that help you kind of keep you on that path that creative path <clears throat> um i think
0: Chatting with other writers, um, mm-hmm. just, you know, talking to each other about what we're working on, um, r- reading other people's works, other books, just, and, and sometimes even watching movies or TV programs that just kind of let my mind go off into a creative space. It's not sure. reality.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, taking... I mean, there, there's always a discussion about why would anybody read, you know, fill in the blank genre here, you know, um, because right. they're predictable, right? And romance right. tends to get that a lot more, I think, just because it's like, well, you know, why would you read romance? We all know how it's going to end. It's like, yeah, but it's never the ending. That's that's the journey, right? Right, right. So it's how do they right. get to so, that happily ever after? Exactly. You know, how do they get there? And, um it's just like, you know, we all watch the Avengers. We all know they're going to win. Right. But we just right. don't know how badly they're going to beat up, be beat up in the process. Right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, like you mentioned about the shows and, and t- movies taking that step back sometimes. And just some people call it turning your brain off, but as writers, we all know we're, we're playing the structure of the story in our heads as, we're watching it oh absolutely um,
0: but yeah I'll the idea of to the family oh there's the dark moment or there's yeah, the- you know <laughs> yeah yeah plot twist and they're like okay uh,
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, i think i've mentioned it to you before but there was um and we were driving in the car somewhere and, you know we we're lucky enough to have a dvd player in our car and, and we were driving somewhere it was a longer trip and um they were playing something, and I heard one of my kids yell from the back, Mom, is this the dark moment? <laughs> I'm like, oh, so fabulous. you were listening. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but, yeah, but taking that idea and saying, what if? Um, exactly. I think it's this, Yeah, it's kind of fun. So what if, you know, oh, that's a pretty setting. So what if I put this here, or this story here? Or how would I get that there? Is, is that how you kind of... Because you were always obviously very adventurous as a kid. You know, you're out looking for things and and thinking of all these possibilities. Is that how you started that first story? Like you sat down and said, what if fill in the blank? Uh,
0: pretty much, yes, yes. And it was kind of, I um, can't remember if the intro mentioned, I always had was telling stories to myself in mm-hmm. my head and just never thought, other people would care, or I thought writing was something other people did. I didn't know how to do that. But sure. until I tried, you know, I didn't know. But, yeah, so I will find a little even listening to, let's say, country music, because a lot of yeah. the songs tell a story. So often I'll get just a little plot idea from a song even that could be turned mm-hmm. into a, a whole book.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Has there been... um you know has there been a particular artist or a particular author that ignites that creativity like that what if in your in your brain or does it does it just kind of depend on the day um, or the or the song
0: it it depends i i have so many favorite authors it's hard to
1: narrow it down to just
0: <laughs> one so i can't really pick just
1: one <laughs> right so you've been mentioning that you've also been doing a lot more some more reading what is on your to-be-read pile right now. Oh, it's huge. <laughs> and it, it's huge because I also have deadlines
0: that I'm having to meet, so I have to make right. myself write a certain amount before I get to read. So um, what's something in my to-be-read? Um, m- most of them are romances. Some, yeah. um Some harlequin authors. But there's also some, what is the one, um, the name is escaping me. Then She Was Gone, I think. Okay. That's not a romance that I'm about to start. I think it's Lisa Jewell, I believe, is the author. Yes,
1: uh-huh. And so kind of a wide range of things. Does it depend on, I mean... I'm kind of the kind that sees a book and goes, "Oh, that looks interesting." Um I don't particularly just hang out in one say section of the bookstore. Do you wander right. or do you kind of just you focus on a certain area?
0: Um I I kind of wonder. I most yeah. I mean I usually will start out in somewhere near the romance section. Sure. Uh, even sometimes the YA section, the young adults. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But yeah, I miss getting to actually go and look around in a real bookstore. That's been yes. way too many months since I've done that. So I look forward to that again.
1: I've done it a few so, yeah, times this is kind so of mass- kept- Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it was one of those things of I was I you know got to get out. I, I was I was telling my husband recently, I said, You do realize I've had ten to twelve hours of complete alone time. Um that's it for the past, what, since March, you know, and there's right, times right. when like, I'm done. I just kind of walk away from everyone. I love you all, but I need to leave. And so I you go know, drive through Starbucks and then um, put my mask on and would go, you know, make sure there's, you know, not that many people in the parking lot, obviously, and would walk through Barnes & Noble, right. um, social distancing and everything, and, it, and going straight to the back because, you know, we all love seeing our friends' books on the shelves. Um, oh yeah. So, you know, taking pictures of that, and then uh, same as tar- at Target. If I need something at Target, so like once a month, I'd go straight back to the books, the book section, to see if there's anybody back there. Um, that you know yes, their books I'll, are out. I'll do if, the same and and yeah. put
0: their books beside each
1: other for a picture or Uh make sure they're facing forward so everyone can see them, you know? Right. I've even done it to where, you know, those authors, I don't know personally, um, but I love their books. I'll actually take pictures and of course tag them in social media. It's always like Mm -hmm. very, you know, exciting when they actually see it. So, um, but I mean, I think like any author, it's a, I don't think, I don't think any author gets tired of seeing that with, seeing their name on a book on a shelf that people will take a picture oh, absolutely. of. And, you know, um, and that tells you that those stories are really ringing true. When when you got that first, you know, so you're starting writing, you've submitted, you've won an award, uh, a couple of awards, and then you you finally get that the call that someone wants your book. I mean, what was that like? It was kind of... Almost a blur
0: because I remember them <laughs> saying such nice things about my writing and the book. And I wish now that I had jotted those things down because I, once I hung up, I remembered I know they were saying nice things, but I have no idea what it was.
1: <laughs>
0: so it's just because you're so excited and, and so pumped up. And sure, especially when I got a call from an agent saying she wanted to represent me it was just so surreal I had to look around to see if I was in a movie or something
1: (laughs) yeah and I think that a lot of people think it's just this oh okay sure but I mean to know that someone really wants your stories it's a it's a very big deal and so your first book is coming is out it just came out Monday correct it did Yeah, came out on the 20th and now the
0: the print version is even available now the paperback so super exciting. exciting. I can't wait yeah. to get my hands on, on one. They should be in the mail, coming in the mail in a couple of days. I can't uh, wait to actually just see it and hold
1: it and know my years yeah.
0: of work have paid off.
1: <laughs> That's right. So tell us about this book, Her Second Chance Cowboy.
0: Um, it is about an, um, an ambitious photographer who's trying to get a job with National Geographic And she goes back to the Texas Hill Country where her grandparents lived. It was her favorite place in the world. And she wants to try to buy back their cottage. Uh And when she gets there, she discovered that land is now owned by um, a cowboy, James McLaughlin, who had a big ranch next door, and she did not realize he bought her family land. He's also, Mm. she grew up playing with him as a kid and when she lived there for a little while in high school they dated but he broke her heart and so it's sure. been 11 years and so you know they it's kind of the reunion of of you know the the two of them and they she thinks that they can just hang out for the summer but of course okay. you know just hanging out the love doesn't it, love doesn't want to play by their rules of just hanging out and then moving on with her life. So Right.
1: So what has been when you first started that? Um, you know, everybody's got this this idea of, of how the book will go. Did you did you start it and then think as you're writing like, wait, what if I did I mean, is was there a lot of twists and changes in it or did it go so, oh, you know, sure. pretty close to what oh, okay, okay yeah especially with this
0: one because i'm not really a plotter when i kind of have to start writing learn the characters and i don't really know what's going to happen sometimes I'm, yeah. even, I'm even surprised i'm like oh that's what happens next you know <laughs> so i kind of the story comes alive for me as i write so it yeah, changed isn't that weird? This story has been rewritten
1: several times and has yeah. changed well, I mean, it's it's funny because you know we've we've talked about this, uh, and it's a, it's one of those things of why you surround yourself with people who get what you're doing. Because if you sat there with a group of people that you know love to read and love stories, and you said, "Well, yeah, my characters were talking to me," they they'd be worried, right? Um, yes, they look at each other, they look at you like, hmm,
0: <laughs> like should <laughs> you yes, talking someone? to other writers. Totally
1: get it. Yeah, right. It's just completely glossed over. It's like, well, why wouldn't they talk to you? Um, right. And yeah. So yeah, it's fun. I I love hearing when um, characters say, "No, no, let me tell you what I'll be doing to, in this scene." Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the like, no, absolutely- I would not say that. Yeah. <laughs> I would not. No, I would not. I would say this. I would do this. Yeah. Uh. Uh, and then sometimes, of course, you got to go. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We, you know, hold on. We'll just, you know, we'll get you there. Um, so, tell me a little bit about the cover. I know a lot of people will think a lot of readers go, "Oh, they had so much input on the cover." A lot of publishers, you get zero input. You get to fill out a sheet and basically tell about what your book is, and then they create the cover. Were you, did you have right. input on the cover? Um, I pretty
0: much did what you said. I filled out a sheet. Telling them my vision, what he looked like, what she looked like, the setting, and but then no, I didn't have really much control at all. But I'm so thrilled with the cover I got. It just turned out yeah, beautifully. Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, and so you have this book coming is already out, and then you have mm-hmm. more projects coming up. So tell me about yes, those. my. My first Harlequin special
0: edition book will be out November 1st. Okay. And that one's called A Sheriff's Star. And that is one that's um, greatly inspired by my son, Lee, who has Down syndrome. Okay. So in that, in that book, the, um, it's a single mother, and she has a little girl with Down syndrome. So okay. that's their story of finding acceptance
1: and love in this little town I've created and so you've got another book that's going to come out in that same series correct after that yes and then I believe the second book in that series is
0: June of 2021 okay, okay. and then there'll be a third one
1: in November of 2021 wow so. yeah I mean it's and it's, the uh, no when did yeah when did you have to turn in the book that's due in November that was due what back in February
0: Yes, it's been, I've kind of lost track of which date I turned in what, but yes, it was quite a while back. And it'll be, it's a Christmas story and should have a Christmas cover for that, that first Harlequin book. So I'm excited about oh,
1: that. That's that sounds fabulous. I mean, what, yes. I mean, you got like two book contracts in a really short period of time. I mean, that's kind of a whirlwind. V- very short, um, It kind of all started when um,
0: I became a finalist in a contest called The Golden Heart. Right. And it's kind of a, you know, it's known to publishers and agents and such. So I think that made someone take a closer look at a manuscript they already had of mine that Uh I submitted. And they looked at it and then offered me the contract and then, the agent came a week later and then the Harlequin contract a week or so later, it seemed like. So yes, it all happened wow. really
1: fast. I mean, that's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you work so hard for and then all of a sudden it's here. Um, and then it's like, now what do I do? You know, how did you celebrate? Right.
0: <laughs> Um, Just getting together with friends and family and Toasting the champagne and
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, this is exciting. Yeah. I'm just I and I'm, I'm a little bit giddy about it because you know for anyone who's listening because um, I part of the fun about having writer friends is sometimes you get to be on the really early stages of their projects um, and yes. so I very much remember us trading pages and me getting to read the early stages of these stories. Right. Um, so I'm super excited to get to read the finished project because it's just you know, we're all in this creative market because we have these great stories, but I just love seeing what each each person creates because it's always I mean, it's always swoon-worthy and it's it's fun and you know, you it's fun to put the book down and go, ah, "That was great." <laughs> right,
0: right. And I know the person who wrote that, you know, I do. and I, and I helped with the edits. It's, it's very fulfilling when you know you had a hand in helping another author get her book out there.
1: Right. Well, and it's funny because, um, what happens is people go, wait, you wrote that book. Um, and it's not like I. I I've had a few people say that over the years been doing this for what 8 years now. Um and every once in a while I'll go I'll have someone go, "Oh, you read you wrote that?" Um but it's I'm excited to hear when you meet someone and they're like, "Wait, that was your book?" I really want to know what, what situation that happens to you in because um and then they say, "I love that book. When are you writing more?"
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, since my first one just came out I haven't really had that yet but I also would love to someday just walk past and see someone reading one of my books that's uh a dream I hope to have fulfilled someday like look they're reading my book
1: yeah yeah (laughs) or see them pick it up in the bookstore or something like that well I have um, a friend of mine um, Desiree Holt and she's written tons of books and she actually posted on her Social, social media a few years ago but she was flying from Texas to Florida I think and um, she was on the plane and the woman um, was sitting next to her and of course she's reading and on her e-reader and they start talking back and forth and um ends up that she was reading one of Desiree's books um, oh that's well, amazing because yeah, she's like do you know this author Desiree Holt she just kind of looks at her like <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Quite well. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I bet That's the fun. woman was
0: so excited
1: to find out she was sitting beside the author. Well, and you know what's what's kind of funny about that is, is when you get people in a situation where they, they're they meeting the person that they're talking about or think they know, um, how much in denial people will say there's no way, right, that this is right. this person. Um The guy who does, um, Rowan Atkinson, who does Mr. Bean, he was on uh, Graham Norton years ago, and it's a really funny uh, segment you can find on YouTube, but he said he was at the car dealership getting his car serviced. And this man said to him, he goes, you know, you look remarkably like that Mr. Bean character. And um, and Rowan Atkinson said, well, you know, actually – Actually, I am, you know, him. Right. And the guy didn't believe him. Oh, he just flat out didn't, that's just he's funny. like, you're good. You're very good. He goes, no, I really, he's he like, ha, ha, you yes, should that's enter a me. contest. That, that's really, yeah, you know, did, no, uh, didn't, didn't believe right. it. <laughs> So it's always interesting how things will play. Um, So now that you have those three books, are you, are there characters in this this first book, Her Second Chance Cowboy, do you have characters coming sequeling from that book. There
0: are some characters in this book that could definitely have their own book for book two. Okay. So I'm okay. kind of waiting to see if how in the works that is, but Right. Yes, yeah, so I've 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 set it up where there could be several different couples that could go forward with their own.
1: <laughs> sure. And then the same for your Harlequin series.
0: Yes. Yes, the, the three books coming out with Harlequin are all in the same town. And okay. you'll get to see all the same characters throughout the books and check in on them and see what they're up to. The, the couples that are already together, you'll get to see
1: how their life is progressing. And that'll be special edition series, and that's the yes. blue covers, correct? It is, yes. Okay. And then what is the series called? Uh, Home to Ocalae. Okay, okay. So Home to Ocalo, first book's coming out November 1st of this year, A Sheriff Star. And then the next yes. book would come out June 2021. Um, and the working title right now is Reaching Cody, correct? Yes, I'm, I know that they will change that, but yes. Okay. And Cody
0: is a little boy who's autistic. Okay. And that's why there's, you know, so this female character is trying to reach and connect with him. Right,
1: well, tell me. So your son um, has is, has Down syndrome. When you yep. were writing the little girl in the in the book, the sheriff, sheriff Star, and then you are writing the about the little boy with autism, did you reach out to um, you know if you worked with occupational therapy or physical therapy or speech therapy? Did you reach out to them about specifics that you might include? In the story and details, or was this just your personal journey that was put in there? It was pretty much
0: my personal journey. My son is 23 Mm -hmm. now, so Mm -hmm. I did do a lot of thinking back on when he was little, because I have this child being around the age of three or four. Sure. And so I did pull a lot from our own experiences and from our own therapy sessions that we went to for many, many years. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would say mostly just from mine and my husband's perspective of how it was for us.
1: Right. Well, and I know that therapies have, I mean, in the last 20 years, there's been a lot of changes and a lot more ideas and a lot more, um, and yes. a lot more possibilities. Uh, and that's made a huge difference. Um, what do you, do you have it, like, present, you know, not in that, it's set in present day. So you have whatever's available now. Um, but did you see as you're, as you're doing this, did you see that maybe this is also going to reach a little bit further, like through the pages to a parent who might be, has a special needs child? I mean, were you, is are you I- I'm hoping trying to reach so. out to them as
0: well? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 I'm hoping it'll, you know, touch some hearts and make some people realize that, they're not the only one going through, you know, whatever it is.
1: Mm-hmm. There's other people out there and help out there. And... Right. I think a lot of this is navigating the bureaucracy of it too. Um, because even just for simple stuff, like uh, when our daughter was, her oldest, uh, she was having trouble that for seven weeks and we were really getting stressed. And um, she was making a weird noise when she breathed. And she was losing weight she wasn't eating as well and and it was this we felt like we were trying to jump through hoops to make sure the insurance company got all the boxes checked so oh you know,
0: yeah she had that's to so do difficult. these things
1: right right and so i think there's so much out there that is so overwhelming for for parents who are just trying to do you know the everyday stuff and then you right. add on a child who has special needs and that's a whole other path that you have to navigate as well. Um, and especially you when have, have health, health
0: issues. Right, like my, my son had um, open heart surgery when he was six months old. Mm-hmm. And so we, we knew, and we did not know until he was born that he had Down syndrome. We didn't okay. know ahead of time. And they found out right away in the hospital that he would need heart surgery, but right. we had to get him up to a cer- certain weight and, and such. So. Yeah.
1: Did he have um, um, the holes in the septum between? They had to go and patch that? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: They had to patch that and
0: uh, um, repair two of the valves, heart valves, which right. unfortunately within the next couple of years, he's going to need a valve replacement surgery. Okay. So So is that
1: his first replacement or is that... um, It will be his first replacement.
0: replacement Or first,
1: first. okay. They just kind of... Patched his
0: existing ones at the beginning.
1: Yeah, sure. And then sometimes they, you know, they just kind of grow, and, and everything um, goes um, goes well. And, and since you know, body just figures it all out. And, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, but it's it's stressful nonetheless. Yes, for
0: sure. But yeah, I did write in this little girl in the book needing heart surgery,
1: so I okay pulled in that
0: from our real life.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I've worked I worked in medicine before I became a full time writer, and it's interesting what people think um, you know we can do as as in the medical field. And uh, I remember that we had a girl come in one time. She was 14. I was working in the emergency room in, in Dallas Children's Dallas, and she came in and was with chest pain. And you know, 14 year old chest pain. You're like, okay, um, probably you know eight something that's upsetting her and, um, Mm -hmm. any, you know, any problems. And that was what the key was is if you say any problems, people will say, I don't have any problems. Don't have any medical problems, but you have to say do you have any medical history? Because the thing is the idea is, well, I take the medicine. I have the surgery. No problem. I have no problem now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they were, they were triaging her. Um, she's sitting there and having chest pain, and they 's like, any medical problems? And they said, the family's like, no. And she was wearing a T-shirt that had like a V-neck. And the nurse says, what's that on your chest? And it was the top of a scar, like a mid-sternal scar. And they said, oh, well, she had surgery when she was like five um, for her heart. And he said, what kind of surgery? Well, it turns out her valve was failing.
0: Right. Oh, <laughs>
1: So they called the cardiology team and they're like hold them there because we lost them that they would never come in for follow-up and they'd been trying to get her to come in and so they said you could literally hear their feet running down the hallway (laughs) the cardiology team you know like no don't go anywhere (laughs) wow
0: yeah
1: yeah I mean and it's it was always amazing to me to see the magic and and I I and it's not really like you know wave a wand, but I mean the, the what the the therapists and the surgeons and the nurses and you know all, all of these people can do for these kids that you know 50 years oh, ago. It's amazing! There was nothing, you know. There was just right nothing. Um. So I'm so excited that you're writing uh, about just a different a different set of parents, you know, a different group <laughs> of people that are dealing with a different right. you know raising raising a child that's, that doesn't need the, you know, quote unquote typical care. It's a different thing. Um, And I know that it's, it's a whole different set of, of stressors. Um, But, you know, you love your kids. So you do what you do, right?
0: You do. Um, Yeah,
1: absolutely. And in this uh, book
0: that's out now, her second chance cowboy, the hero, he's a horse trainer. And in the book, he starts an equine therapy program for special needs children. So yeah. I do have like – and his has, first client is a little boy with Down syndrome. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. So your son has what, done the equine therapy. E- your son has done equine therapy? Yes. Uh-huh. He does
0: it. Yes, he does it right now. He loves riding horses, and he's just gotten so good at it and so proud of himself. <laughs> so yeah. so I just had to have – the hero.
1: Yeah, I had to have the hero in my book do that type of thing. So, Right. What is the, um, when you were looking into that, I'm sure that you ask a lot of questions when you guys go out to the, to, for him to, to ride. I mean, what is the process to get a horse as a therapy horse? Because I know there's a process for, for dogs and cats and you know, everything else. I mean, what is that process? Do you know?
0: Uh, mainly it was just getting on the waiting list to come up for an opening and okay. so i'm trying i want to say we waited close to a year wow. to actually there'd be an open slot for him to come once a week right so and then wow. then once we went in they, they talked about you know his physical abilities what was he needing mm-hmm. and just kind of tailor each session to the things he needs
1: cool and then have you seen, I mean, as he's done these different things, um, you know, what has been the best part of him going to this? Um, I think you mentioned his smile, I think
0: seeing the big smile on his face right, and how he feels, you know, accomplished and proud of himself and, you know, he's sitting up taller on the horse and now they're uh-huh. trotting and just seeing him progress and... And do those things is is pretty great,
1: do you see that you will continue to have some sort of aspect like for special needs in your stories? Like I know the Harlem um, series will I... have it, but any other right um, I
0: don't really know what all the future holds, but I imagine mm-hmm. even if one of the main characters isn't you know in the some special needs category. I I'm imagine sure. it'll appear some way somehow in most of my books, right you know whether it's a right. therapist or um, you know someone they know it's it's hard when it's
1: such a huge part of your life not to mention yeah. it
0: and have it be part of your fictional world as well
1: yeah and and it's I think it's really quite fascinating because the amount of different kinds of therapies that are offered now, uh, you know, we'll sit down and, and we'll see different shows or what have you. And it's like, Oh, that's right. Cause they do therapy for, you know, um, this, and, and it's all these different types. Uh, whereas, uh, we have a friend of ours who's a psychiatrist at the VA and he helps work with PTSD patients. Well, some people would say, Oh, well, you know, you just sit down and have therapy. It's like, well, actually, no, there's like five or six different types of PTSD therapy now. So, I mean, it's, it's these, all of these different possibilities for um, helping people. And so I can imagine different jobs that people would have and all that. Oh, Um, right. So many more that I'm even aware of. Right. It's like, where do we even begin? Um, Like the different (laughs) therapy dogs, and you'd have, I mean, just, it's, it's really interesting to see it all. So you have this really, and speaking of dogs, I'll flip it to cats because you have this really cool cat, um, and <laughs> who showed up recently? The, the new one? Yes, yes,
0: yes. At the very beginning of the pandemic, I have kind of a wooded backyard, and there was this little kitten under a bush, and I, we think he must have just been a feral kitten. Mm-hmm. um because he was he was completely afraid of people but as sure. you know after about a week we put food out he finally came out and he cried to us and tell us his story and then eventually I could touch him and now he's practically attached to my hip and mm-hmm. he's just the sweetest little thing his name's Floki <laughs> and so he's just kind of been our our new pandemic cat and mm-hmm. yeah He's become part of the family, and our 18-year-old cat was very grumpy about it at first. But now he kind of likes the company, and it's giving him some exercise. Right.
1: Yeah. It's it's fun to see that there was um there's a great I think it was on the Dodo that they always do those really cool videos, and I think it was um like a senior cat that was all grumpy, and they fostered a litter of kittens, and you know he became kind of the the dad to all the kittens. Um, yes. So it was, it was, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to watch. Um, it's like, oh, you're not so different from people. Well, that's good. <laughs> right, because our old cat, Oliver, looks a
0: lot like Garfield and kind of behaves mm-hmm. like Garfield. <laughs> so, so, yeah,
1: it's interesting. Yeah, don't, don't, so you're making lasagnas all the time then, right? If, you know, you have Garfield oh, right. hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't name him Odie, the, the new one. Oh, right, <laughs> right. I didn't think of that. I should have. He would have been insulted, of course, because that's a dog's name. So, right, Just right. right. <laughs> so you've got these books coming. The, the book coming out that's already out now, and then you've got the book in November, the book in June, and then what do you have planned after that? Um, I'm currently working on
0: a proposal, you know, thinking up what happens next and then I'll have to write that up and turn it in and see if editors like it. Okay. So I'm I'm planning what happens next basically.
1: <laughs> right. So you're planning a year from now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's interesting, um yeah, it's it's like, what do you mean it's not coming out for a year? And and I know why. Pe- I understand why people do self-publish because it's obviously not that long. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a process. They have to know it when is, they're going to market. Quite a what. long
0: process.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and especially with Harlequin
0: finding a a spot to put you in for release, you know. Right. So you do have to be patient I, and wait if you do the traditional publishing.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think you know, we've, we've, we've all talked about this, you know, in different times, but the, the hybrid writer is really one that, um, you know, it, it t- looks like it tends to be a little bit more even regarding distribution as well as income. Um, and there's some extremely successful indie writers, and there's some just extremely successful traditional, uh, but, you know, each has its own positive and negatives. Uh, but it is right. fun to see it on the shelf. It is fun. Yeah, I will look forward to that in, in
0: November and hope that, you know, the world's a little more open by then. We'll
1: see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. You know, okay everybody, please wear your mask because and here's another thing I was yes. talking to my family yes. about. It's like Halloween's on a Saturday this year. And it's also daylight savings, so we get an extra hour of sleep after everyone's like stuffed their faces with candy. So please right. wear your mask so we can all go out wearing masks for Halloween on a Saturday. So, please.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm big into
1: the mask, and so is my husband because
0: he does have to go out into the world. So he's he's super careful, especially because of our son Lee, because right. he's at a higher risk. So, so yes, I'm wearing a mask to protect a high risk person in my household.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, and it's you know uh, we'll get there. I just keep telling my kids, it's like, we will get there. It's just some days are not so great. So you do things like read a great book and watch something that makes you laugh. And, um, you know, shark fest, uh, Nat Geo started shark fest, which will go on for five weeks started Sunday and then shark week will be, I think the first full week of August, um, is that, so we'll have a total of six weeks of shark stuff which is very exciting. Yes. A lot
0: of people love that.
1: <laughs> we were
0: watching. Yeah, well, we're we all believe. part of. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You were all part of what? Uh, I said we were all part of a big history-making event living during this pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, we'll be
1: able to look back and say, I remember how it was. And so Yeah. Well, one of the things I think that's so important, I mean, and we kind of have the advantage just because we already write, but, um, you know, anybody out there thinking about their lives, um, my mom has been sending every day, she sends some sort of story about her life, whether it was the first time she went to the movies or her best friend in third grade or the best birthday party she ever had. I mean, those those things and she just sends them to all the grandkids she just has a group email oh, how and cool. sends them that's a great and, idea yeah and so just every day some short little story um and if you have siblings even you know get on a group writing thing and say what was that you know park we went to when we were all six or whatever and and i think it's great for stirring up those memories and you get that writing going um so but I know a lot of people are afraid to even put anything down, so just do it anyway. Just write it down, because if McKenna hadn't taken that jump, we wouldn't have this really cool book waiting for us yes, right now absolutely. on Amazon and other other places. So, um, and I will have a link in the write-up of the show where you can go find her book. Um, so I wanted to say thank you so, so much for being here today. It was wonderful to feature you and talk to you. It um, was my pleasure. And I hope that this is the very beginning of a very long writing career and you get to write all these fabulous stories that are brewing in your head. I hope so. (laughs) So if you're interested, go check out. It's McKenna Lee Author um, on Facebook. And then if you're looking for her on her website, it's McKenna Lee, M-A-K-E-N-N-A, L-E-E dot com. Um, she's also on Facebook, Twitter, and um, Instagram. So check her out. And the uh, links of everything will be in the write-up of the show. You can get her book right now. Her Second Chance Cowboy is out from Entangled Publishing. And the links are in the write-up of the show as well. So, And please come back in November to please tell us more about your, your next series. Oh, I would love to. Yay! And everybody, please take care of yourself. (laughs) Please take care of yourself and keep on reading.
0: This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle.